Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Gina. And I'm Evo. Happy Friday, Evo. Happy Friday, Gina. How are you doing today? I'm tired. I've had a long ass day. Yeah, you have. Yeah. But what else is fucking all right? You know, I was going to say that, but I didn't want to, you know, like, what's the word I'm looking for? I didn't want to, like, diminish your day and just be like, yeah, whatever. I'm saying it's like, you know, nowadays, if you're not hustling, you're not doing shit. There's so many people out there, so many entrepreneurs that are like have got multiple things going on at once and it seems that like that's like the norm now i mean i've been i've been on that like that vibe for a long time you know where i've got multiple things going on i'm working you know long ass hours um but i guess back then it seemed like you know i was doing something but now there's just so many people doing like the same shit that it just doesn't really make much like what i'm what i'm doing look like much well i don't co-sign that hustle culture shit so we have totally different yeah. feelings on that. I've been a hustler fucking since before these motherfucking kids out here were hustling. Oh, my God. You sounded like a real old man when you said that. I was a hustling before these little whippersnappers were out here doing this. Back in the days when I used to hustle. Okay. <laughs> Let's get into today's topic. So we are revisiting a episode that we did uh, two weeks ago, and it was Don't Say This. So we are doing Don't Say This Part 2, where we go a little bit deeper into some other triggering topics or statements or sayings that people like to say in a relationship or men like to say to women or women like to say to men. But I think we're going to be focusing more so on things that men say to women. <laughs> Just happens to be that. Would you? Would you? Would you that's kind of how the way it goes. Do you think it's safe to say that... Um, that women are more triggered than men are? No. No? Okay. I just, um, you think it would be safe to say that men say more stupid shit? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm, okay, so then I'm maybe not, that's what it I'm is. I'm not going to doubt that. <laughs> maybe it's not the women that are triggered. Maybe it's the men that are triggering. <laughs> well, I think that's debatable. And I think that, you know, we're going to get into that. <laughs> All right, let's get this fucking party started. Right. Is, so didn't you, use, didn't you read a book or something like that that went that, like said something along the lines of like that you you can only allow someone to take your happiness or something like that correct right so if we were to really say do men say stupid shit or do women allow men to let those stupid things affect them well that would mean we would then have to take into account that that person was self-aware and that they understood that that was actually not happening to them you know, in a lot of cases, women and men are not really self-aware, so they're just perceiving it as the person is triggering them. Mm. Okay. That's, you know, it's, it's you have to be really in control of your overall self-awareness and emotion to be in that state of being, and that's actually not that easy because a lot of people just really do not have the time to dive into themselves like that. I was lucky enough to, um, and the book was The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck by Mark Manson. There you go. That's the one. I actually want to reread that book. I lent it out for a while and I just got it back and I think I'm going to, but I'm still reading Game of Thrones. So <laughs> I'll get into that later. So the first thing that I want to jump into, uh, a statement that men will like to say to women. And you actually have said this to me before. Oh, shit. That men are more, excuse me. Let me start again. You said this to me before and you don't have to say, oh, shit, because well, it. 
it wasn't something i don't think you've ever said it in the way that i feel like it's being said so men like to say that women are more emotional okay so how have i said it there's been times that we've had discussions or disagreements where you have said to me that i'm being emotional Okay. Which is not necessarily inaccurate. I don't think you've ever addressed me as being more emotional. You've been you've addressed me as being emotional. Okay. All right. So you're saying that men's men stating that women are emotional can be a trigger to women. Yes. Now remember, it's men saying that women are more emotional. Women are more emotional. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm understanding the difference now. Yeah more emotional than men or more emotional like in comparison to what are they like what, what are you saying that men are suggesting they're more emotional than i'm not the one suggesting it is men are men, right, so, men are the ones saying that women are more emotional so what are let me ask you that question then what are men suggesting when they say that i mean if i had to take a guess at it right because i don't it's nothing that i can really say that i've used in an, in an argument or in mm -hmm. a discussion, right? You know, where I'm like, oh, well, you know, women are just more emotional. But if I had to take a stab at it, I would think that because women are nurturing by nature, mm -hmm. right? They're just, um, they're more in tune with their bodies. Things happen to them at a younger age. Um, I feel like that even in communicating with each other, they are more understanding towards each other's feelings. And so... They are more. There, I want to. I would like to say that one could argue. Women are more emotionally mature. Okay. So, maybe maybe men are saying it in a way where they're not realizing it. They're just calling them more emotionally experienced to be more emotional, because because men are not ta are taught to deal with their emotions. They're not taught to express their emotions. So they're not going to be able to understand what it's like for a woman to act the way that she does. It's just um, shoes that a man has never never had the ability to walk in. Or, you know, I'm not going to say all men, but a lot of men. So in comparison to how men are taught to deal with their emotions, yes, women are more emotional. What does that mean, really? Is it a bad thing? Is it a good thing? Maybe the way the men are saying it, it's just in a way where they're saying it because they don't know how to identify what it is that, that the women are actually doing. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I think that there's a, there's room to debate that. Well, that's why it's triggering because men don't even know understand what it is that they're experiencing, but they're putting a label on it because the only comparison that they have is the way that they are dealing with their emotions. So that is their baseline of what it is that they're saying. So men will say women are more emotional because I'm less emotional. And that's why it can be triggering because that's saying that the way that I'm behaving in any experience that we may be having either as a couple or just men and women experiencing each other is that my behavior with my emotions is coming across somewhat irrational or unreasonable. Okay. Where in actuality, it's just me dealing with my emotions differently than the way a man deals with it. But how do you know it's not, you know, a man just stating that a woman, she, she, she's technically being more emotional. No, she's just right? being emotional. But in comparison to the man, she's being more emotional, right? Because a man 
is is taught not to be emotional, not to show his emotions, mm-hmm. to bury his emotions, right? So let's just say if a man had a deck of cards, right, and he had five cards in his hand, and each each card represented an, an emotion that mm-hmm. he was allowed to to show. Mm-hmm. He may show one. He was told not to show the other four as to where if a woman had four cards, she's going to show all four of her cards in one way or another. Mm-hmm. So technically speaking, she's showing more emotion. So she's more emotional than the man is. Again, you're not comparing two same things. So I think the only way that you can apply more is if let's say you were comparing two women to each other and they both equally had four cards and out of nowhere one of the women pulls out a fifth card she is then more emotional because their baseline is equal but the but the the term women are more emotional coming Mm -hmm. from a man it's he's basing it off of his experience his experience but his that that comment is based on a comparison of women and men. I understand that. But to say that a woman is more emotional because the man is less emotional, mm-hmm. that doesn't make sense. I'm not more emotional because you're less emotional. I'm just emotional. That's it. How is it that I'm more than I you like because this- you're just because you're just choosing to exhibit less emotion? Do you um, get what I'm saying? I hear what you're saying. I can see how a man could see it like that. Well, if you have if you have more of something. No, but we both have the. I guess what I'm trying to say, Evil, is that men and women. Yes, we are for the most part raised differently when it comes to how we are taught to express our emotions. Right. Not to say that every man and every woman is like that. But for the most part, young men are taught to, you know, buck up and fucking be a man and all that bullshit and girls are allowed to cry and all this kind of shit right so i could see how a man would look at a woman and say oh she is going through it more but in actuality we have the same feelings for the most part you and i have gone through things where we tend to feel the same way it's just how we're choosing to exhibit the way that we feel and because i may put out all my cards why is it that i'm being more because you're choosing not to show as much um i'm just exhibiting what i have yeah i just i I feel like that you know that comment shouldn't be shouldn't be offensive, right? So I, I'm I'm trying to put myself in the shoes of a woman, right? Yeah. If a man called me more emotional, I would say yes, I'm more emotionally experienced than you are. I have the ability to maneuver my way around my emotions more than you do. So yes, I'm 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 able to explore my emotions more than you are. I'm able to express my emotions more than you are. So I would see myself and I just feel like that the word more emotional has been like has has been dubbed in a negative way mm-hmm. when it can. It's just it's a purely it's a like purely perspective. Right. Just how you look at it. If I if I had to take a look at it and I wanted to just take it as where those words don't offend me, I would see it in a different light. And I would say, you know what? Yeah, I am more emotional. I'm most, I'm more emotionally in tune with myself than you are. Yeah. I mean, that's a wonderful way to look at it. 
it's poetic right yeah i would say that yeah <laughs> it's, it's that's like in a perfect world again you're you're circling back to people being more self-aware people being right. able to feel like they when someone says something like that to them that they're going to flip it back on them and, and use it as an empowering statement to say yeah i actually am more emotional but if you kind of want to argue apples to apples right I could then turn around and say that men are actually more emotional than women. Do you feel like that statement to be true? Um, no, no, I don't. Why? So, um, because. So why why is it that men couldn't be more emotional than women? Because most men don't have the ability to to. No, most men don't have the ability to explore their emotions the way women do so there's a lot of different emotions right give me some examples of some emotions that people experience in life um anger mm. anxiety happiness depression suspense i mean okay. there's just i mean there's just a, so, a bucket full of emotions that someone can experience so jealousy when love. a woman is being more emotional. Give me an example of an emotion that you think women tend to exhibit more than a man. Um, I, you know, I'm, I can't say that I have, I know one emotion. Or to, like, you know, ju just kind of. I think that that, like, again, I haven't used that statement in, yeah. in an argument. So to say but that, I, to, to, to say that I even have a stance on it would be unfair for me to even to, to like to to try to take a stab at what it is that you're saying. Okay, so let's you use you and I for example. We're obviously we function differently emotionally, right? Mm -hmm. And that's very apparent in our relationship. How would you say that I act emotionally different from you? Um, when it comes to maybe like a lot of things couples go through uh, di disagreements arguments um, you know just maybe kind of the way we approach things that frustrate us oh no you I mean you have you have way more control over your emotions than I do mm. in our relationship when it comes to things that frustrate us right but on the same side, mm -hmm. on the flip side, I have more control over traumatic experiences hmm. than you do. Hmm. Really? Okay. So, if we're going to use me as an example. So, you just said that I have more control over my emotions when it comes to things that are frustrating. Yeah, I got a great example after you. Wait, after you. After okay. You. So, you said that I have a really good handle on my emotions when it comes to things that are frustrating to me, yeah. right? Okay. And you have less. I would like to argue that men are more emotional than women because the one emotion that they really don't have control over is their anger. Men commit the most amount of domestic violence. Men uh, um, commit the most amount of gun violence. Men commit the most amount of murders. Men are usually the ones, if I'm correct on this, based on history, that start wars. Yeah. So We're dominant and competitive by nature. Okay. So domestic violence is not about being dominant or being competitive. It's about not being able to manage your anger and your jealousy. So um, men are doing this 
from my from my statistics when it comes to like domestic violence or just violence in general men are committing it about 85 percent of the time so how is it that women are more emotional than men when men can't even get a handle on these emotions one could argue that domestic violence does have a level of dominance in in it okay, okay. so even if there is dominance how come men can't control themselves how come they how can they how come they can't control these emotions well, we're not talking about all men here, are we? No, we're not. Okay. But the men that are committing these things. I can't, because, I can't because, speak. For, listen, I can't. Because sp- this is, since it's 85% of them, right, for the most part, and women are only doing this like, you know, 15% of the time, wouldn't that then, if, if you know, like, what does a little Wayne say? Numbers don't lie. So if the numbers don't lie, if 85% of men are doing these emotionally driven acts, then who's more emotional? Like I said, in there's many different there's many different situations that can arise, mm-hmm. right? What you, so you're singling out this this one situation, and you want to use this one situation, right, as mm-hmm. an argument to pose that men are more emotional than women. Mm-hmm. But you you started off by saying that women are I generally s- more emotional because we're na- nurturing by nature. But there are many women that would argue that as well. Because okay. so, I would argue that my mother was not nurturing by nature at okay. all. So I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and give you I'm going to I'm going to acknowledge what it is that you're saying as having um a significant amount of truth, right? Yeah. But again, you said that okay, so you're you're pointing out something one thing about men mm-hmm. um that shows that they they don't they're not able to control their emotions and that makes them emotional in that sense, okay? Mm-hmm. But going back to what I said in the beginning, I listed multiple things why women can be more emotional. Yeah. All right? And at a young age, they're just very in tune with who they are and their bodies and their feelings. And and they're taught that at a young age, that's okay. It's okay to express those things. Mm-hmm. When these things come up, they're nurtured, they're cared for, they're hugged. you know. And at the same time, boys are not. Well, then boys are taught other things. Boys are taught, taught to, you know, be strong. You yeah. know, boys, so th- they're taught diff- different ways of exhibiting their emotions. Mm-hmm. So do you see what I'm trying to get at here, Evil? Is that like we're all we're kind of like on the same field for the most part. So that's why the statement more is triggering. Do you, understand? Do you get like I hear I see what you're saying. I mean, and you have a valid point. I'm not trying to tell you that you don't. I'm you know, you you asked me to explain why this statement would be possibly true. Why would a man say this? And me being somebody who's never used this in a discussion or an argument, I try to give my best um, interpretation of what that might mean. I mean, I really don't, I don't know, I don't know where that comes from. What do you mean? What is? I don't know where that, like, where, what, like, where does that come from when a man says that to a woman? You know, mm-hmm. like, oh, you're, well, women are more emotional. Mm-hmm. I don't, to have that point of view would be to say that I understand it, but yeah. I don't have that point of view, so I don't can't fully explain to you why why you know why a yeah. man would say that to a woman. and that's why i led by saying that you have told me in those instances that i'm being emotional and i understand what you mean when you say that because maybe it may be a point where you and i are trying to have a conversation and we're trying to like not have emotion in that conversation and it just be us communicating to one another to get our point across and kind of like leave out some of the emotions that may make our conversation conflicting you know so 
it's maybe I'm getting a little bit more angry or I'm a little bit more frustrated. You're asking me to not have those emotions at that moment, but you've not told me you're being more emotional right now. And I that's so this is why something that I don't think that you should say to your partner or your significant other, um, call it for what it is. You know, just say to your partner, hey, I'm noticing that you're you're going through something right now that I'm not really understanding what it is. Can you explain to me what it is that you're feeling and why? Mm. And I know that that seems super rational and like in a perfect world because when you're in a heated argument and you want to tell your fucking partner to, you know, to the moon, Alice, I understand that. But what do you think are some ways that when someone is triggered by a statement that they can kind of not, I guess, feel triggered by it? Well, I saw something the other day where a woman was trying to walk another woman through some of the uh, traumas that she experienced in her relationship. Hmm. And what she did was she was asking the woman like, oh, you know, so what went wrong with your relationship? And the woman said, oh, you know, um, you know, the guy was too much this. He was too much that. And she said, no, 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 no. I want you to close your eyes. And I want you to I want you to listen to me. And, and when I ask the question, I want you to give me an answer. And I want you to tell me what's the first thing that comes to mind. Mm-hmm. All right. And she asks, she asks him, you know, like she she asks her. Why did you break up? And when she said like she she said something bad about him, I think she said something towards the lines like um, like he used to call me fat. Hmm. Right. And she asked her, what's the first image that comes to your mind when you say that? And because she had her eyes closed, she was able to like the actual root of the first time that she experienced the negativity of those words came to mind. And what was happening was that every time her boyfriend said it to her, it triggered these emotions that were traumatic emotions. Mm. And she was blaming her boyfriend for making her feel that way. But in reality, she had trauma within herself that she hadn't dealt with that was causing her to feel this anxiety mm. and this anger and these emotions. So I think it's important that well, you know, when you're in a situation where you feel triggered, to take a moment to like maybe close your eyes and try to reflect on why is it that you're triggered by that mm. and see what you can do to identify it, resolve it, and put it past you so that moving forward, it's not as triggering. It's not as, you know, because I think that when you don't deal with these things and you just kind of like keep them boxed up, when they when they come, when they surface, they kind of like they stab you, you yeah. know, and you don't even know where it's coming from. You just get all this rage and this 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 emotion. So, at least being able to identify it when you next time you hear it, you know how to manage it a little bit better. You know, you know where these emotions are coming from, and it doesn't blind, you know, blindside you like being triggered does in most cases. Well, let's be clear. Her boyfriend saying to that is a fucking asshole yeah, move. Yeah, I mean that. You know, that was a. I would be triggered by I, that regardless I if I had remember, trauma or not. I don't remember the exact words, and I wish I. I know. I, I, I'm I get like, what you're I'm saying. I'm doing the clip a disservice by explaining it that way, but it was something along those lines. And when she asked the woman, you know, the first time, 
the woman gave her some BS answer. She was like, no, 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 no. I want you to close your eyes and I want you to say it again. And when she closed her eyes, you could see what the effect of closing her eyes had. It, it, it enabled her to open up another sensory, which was, you know, her deep memory. And then those words, they activated this memory and she was able to just pinpoint the root of what where that pain actually came from. Yeah. So I think that that's, you know, that can be very helpful to anybody that finds himself in a situation where they're being triggered by something that their spouse or somebody that they're um, in a relationship, you know, is, is saying to them. I find it so ironic that you actually are using that as a point of reference for this conversation because I have a book that I read every time I travel for work and I travel for work today and it's called The Way to Love by Anthony DeMello. And the chapter that I read today was about allowing yourself to give power to someone else's reality. So the example in the book was when someone says something either nice or mean to you and you give that person the power of their reality and then you apply it to yourself. So if I come to you and I say, you look really nice today, you immediately will allow that to affect you. And you will then feel like you look really good today, even though maybe you didn't have that thought process in your mind to begin yeah. with. And now my reality has become your reality. Versus you just saying, that's very, very nice of you to say, and you just move forward and not take on that statement to yourself and then let that define you. So in that instance of when her boyfriend was saying something really fucking shitty to her, whatever it was, she was allowing him to define her reality. So he had the power. So I could see why that could be triggering for someone because you basically let them have your own power. Well, So when I think about when men say women are more emotional, I know why that would be triggering for me. Why? Because you're trying to tell me about myself. And I hate nothing more than someone to try to tell me how I'm feeling and how I'm in my own being when they don't really understand what's going on inside of me. So here's the okay, so here's the question then that, that I have for you. Mm-hmm. You know, people you people, you know, we're all gonna get triggered in our lives, you know, time and time again. Sure. And I believe that triggers are defined by new experiences that are that are reflected on to, ba- to, to past experiences so that we can determine whether the present experience is a good one or a bad one. So in your situation, when you're saying, I don't like people telling me how I should be feeling, you identify that as something that you don't like to feel. Mm-hmm. So I guess what I'm trying to say is that at some point in your life, this so a situation like that happened to you for the first time and you were able to identify that for the first time as something that you don't like. So what moment was that? Oh, there are multiple moments. But if I had to like narrow it down to one thing, yeah. it was probably one of my parents trying to tell me how to behave and how to feel when they weren't fucking parenting me to begin with. And I thought that they had a lot of audacity. To be like, hey, I think you should behave or conduct yourself this way when I'm not here for you ever and supporting you ever. And I would look at that like, are you fucking kidding me? So when you have a man or a partner telling me something like that, and you've experienced that with me. Yeah. I don't like that kind of shit. Yeah. So what I. Because I'm just like, I was good all by myself. So. (laughs) 
I, so what I would say in this in this particular moment is that when I say okay, so when I say those things to you, mm-hmm. is it really me? Is it is it really you getting upset with me trying to tell you what to do, or is it you getting upset that me telling you what to do is stirring up and touching on these old feelings that you didn't like from when your parents would tell you what to do, yeah. right? And so. I would like to say that in that moment, a way to be able to manage that is to identify, for example, let's just say we're, we're, you know, we're in a situation and I'm telling you like, hey, you should be feeling like this or you should be feeling like that. When those emotions come up, to be able to say, mm, I know what that is. That's from my parents. He's, you know, he's not my parent. I don't need to be feeling this way about him. You know, that's something that's that's isolated from when I was a kid. And being able to identify that, I think that maybe... It might make it easier to manage emotional emotionally. Yeah, and I will say that I firmly agree with you. That is something that I'm currently working on. I'm working on my inner child. Yeah, you know, um, that is that is a process for me because there are going to be many times in our relationship that things are going to pop up that I didn't even realize that were triggering. But these kind of statements to me are like ignorant. So they dig a little bit deeper than just like, you know, something you say that is maybe somewhat upsetting to me. Yeah. And um, yes, I would agree with you that it definitely is tied to my past and past trauma. And that may be how it is for many other people. But I will say I think it's definitely like a 60-40. Like 60% of it is about the past, but 40% of it is still about the fact that this person is saying something to you that is bullshit. Right. But I, I think that being able to identify in the moment that, hey, Evo saying this to me and not my parents takes less of, like, makes it less of a sting. Yeah. Right? Agreed. And, and so <laughs> so that that's why that's super important, right? If if anybody's ever in a situation where they feel like they're getting super triggered by something that their partner or their spouse is saying to them, try to, you know, dig a little deep and find out where that is, you know, where's that coming from? So that moving forward, anytime it shows up, you can like kind of separate the two and say, you know what, this is not, this situation currently in front of me is not the actual situation uh, that makes me not like this situation. So let me separate those. Yeah. You know, I, I still may not like the one that's in front of me, but, I don't have to like it. I don't have to like not like it as much because the real reason I don't like it is for something totally different. Understood. So yeah, that's my advice on that. And I I just want to end this part by saying that that may not happen in the exact moment that no, that interaction is happening. That shit don't when, work like that. Yeah, it, <laughs> We're talking about like moments later, you know, when you have, time, even, to, yeah, you have like, time to self-reflect. It may know, be and, days later. Yeah, whatever. Okay. Day, moments, days, you know, but just... I, I don't, I'm just I say I said this before and I say that I'll say this time and time again and I'll never stop saying it. You know, self-reflection is is the number one way to get to know yourself and to grow as a person. So I want to give a piece of advice of how someone can self-reflect daily and how they can maybe tap into some of these things that are triggering to them to help them dig a little deeper. Okay. Journaling. Journaling. That's yeah. I'm definitely guilty of not journaling anything and ever. I used to I used to think that journaling was stupid because I don't like writing 
And then I found a way to journal that made it easier and it was like compartmentalized for me in a way that it seemed more like digestible. Mm. And it's just, I answer five questions every day. And it's, if something, so you have to do it in the morning and the night. So it starts off with asking me if something was to go great today, what would it be? Right, so then I have to answer that. And then um, I have to give myself like an affirmation, like a, a statement of affirmation. Mm-hmm. And I've been prob- probably writing the same one every day, which is comparison is the thief of joy because I find myself a lot of times comparing myself to other people, other things, other places, other times in my life. And then um, you have to write one thing that you would like to achieve that day so and then at night you go in and you have to write three things that happened really great that day and one thing that you wished would have gone different and i find myself so many times when it comes to the things that i wish would have gone different that's where i find the most self-reflection because then i realize that i have made attempted to set up my day in a way that I thought was super achievable and then at the end of the day I'm like wow I really set myself up for failure I really didn't even understand what I was putting in front of myself and that allows me to self-reflect on like what I did that day yeah it sounds like a really good way of knowing where you've emotionally been yes so that you can know where you emotionally need to go and there's been many times I've journaled like when we ha- we ha- we have had arguments and I, I will write like, I wish we didn't have that argument. You know, why did we have it? And then like, I'll make like a little note of like what it kind of was about. Mm-hmm. And there's been times where like when I go to journal the next day and you know, we've obviously resolved the argument, I'll look back and I'll be like, fuck, that's interesting, you know? So I, that's my recommendation. So let's move on to um, another thing that- um, that's, that's triggering. Don't say this shit. I think it's really fucking stupid (laughs) when (laughs) men like to say to their significant other that they look better with or without a particular item, whether it be makeup, clothing, or, um, yeah, make, like, so, yeah, makeup or clothing, or just, like, commenting on like their overall appearance so an example i would like to give is because i've had this said to me before i I think you look better with your hair straight (laughs) i'm thinking about a particular moment in our relationship where i made a comment like that oh what did you say um the the remember when we were on our like first date and i made a comment about your eyeshadow oh so oh it was Hair, makeup, or clothing. I just wanted to make sure I said all three of them. You made a comment about my eyeshadow, but it wasn't you telling me that you thought I looked better without it. You were just, you were inquiring as to why I was wearing it. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was inquiring why you were wearing that color. So, and you didn't understand, which I, I still want to pop your head off your fucking shoulders, but. It gave you the benefit of the doubt, and you did a 180 right there at the table. Because yeah. just to give people some inside, Evo, it was our second date. We were at a restaurant eating, and I had on like a, it was, I don't know, maybe it was like kind of chilly out. So I had a black jacket on, and I had it buttoned up. But I had on like blue eyeshadow, and Evo was just like, I don't really get the blue eyeshadow. <laughs> 
And then I unbuttoned my jacket and I had a shirt that matched the eyeshadow. And I was she, like, oh, I did it to match it. She's being nice. Like, I said it in a pretty rude way. What did you? I don't remember. I think I just remember. I think I remember saying like, yeah, that I was like, I think I said like, your eyeshadow doesn't go with your outfit. Yes. Or something like that. Like, And I remember just being like, oh, shit. <laughs> and then she knew it was just like really and she just unzipped her, her coat and opened it up and then you, there you could see the whole ensemble and i was just like yeah i'm just gonna eat my food now and just shut the fuck up <laughs> yeah and i remember i um so i have like a little bit of a a little bit of a, like a strategy when it comes to dating three strikes you're out and that was strike two yeah that was strike two the first the first strike was that i, I ate right off her plate within like the first date that's a whole nother story but so but I, listen differently I, what i'm trying to say is is that there are men that were and i see this all over social media men would like to say things like she looks better without makeup or she should put on some makeup or she shouldn't wear be wearing that outfit or maybe she should be something she should be wearing something more feminine or um she looks better with her hair straight she looks better with her hair curly like who the fuck are you to tell me how I should look better in your eyes. But what if it's what if it's sincere? Evil, do you think that's how you would tell somebody something sincere? No, no, not like that. I mean, so but, then why would you even use that as a an? Well, maybe a, that person doesn't know how to communicate what it is that they want to say, but they sincerely mean what they're saying. Okay, great. Then feel my wrath. <laughs> because no. Book, book, book. How dare you? If you are trying to express to your partner yeah. that you think that a piece of clothing and um, a product of makeup or a style of hair you feel like maybe doesn't suit them. Yeah. I could understand that because I would want my partner to tell me, hey, that's different. You know, I've never seen you wear your hair like that before. You may want to give your partner the opportunity to express to you why it is that they're doing it. Maybe they're trying something new. Maybe they're stepping out of their comfort zone and they would be hoping that their partner would be real with them but not be fucking rude. Because to me, to say that somebody looks better with something versus something else based on your perception, that's fucking rude. Yeah, no, I get it. Totally totally unsolicited advice. Like, who the fuck asked you, right? That is exactly what keep, it is. Keep your fucking opinions to yourself. Nobody asked you. Um, so Leave my little taco alone. Go eat a fucking taco and shut the fuck up. <laughs> but, like, how would you feel if I said something like that to you? You see... Um, I'm just built different. I don't, you know, I'm, you know, you, you know, like I don't let shit like it, like that get to me right now. If you said it to me, mm. right, because you know me, I'm, this is the type of person I am, right? If you said it to me because you know me, I may have some type of feelings about it, right? Mm. But if somebody that I really wasn't close to that, that I didn't know said something like that about me, I'd give two shits about what they say because they don't know me. So their, their words have no truth. Like, your words are true to me, right? Because when you speak to me, you are speaking to me. Yeah. You know who I am. Yeah. Anybody else who doesn't know who I am, when they speak things to me that are negative based on what I look or what, you know, or what I say, they hold, their words hold no value to me because they don't, to me, they're not, they're just, they're not speaking truth. So I think one of the main differences, if we're going to talk about man versus woman in this aspect, is that women, I feel like, 
and you know tell me if you think what I'm saying is not valid are held to a different societal standard when it comes to their appearance yeah I mean you know so when a woman is then being told by a man how they should appear when we're already probably struggling with it already yeah shut the fuck up (laughs) But is the, is it like is it just from a man or is it just from a man or woman? Like, does it really um, matter who, like what sex it's coming from? So, I think in that dynamic, it's probably hurtful and triggering when it comes from the same sex too. Yeah. But I think we're looking at it in a kind of like a partnership dynamic. We're not looking at it like it's just some random stranger, even though random strangers will do that. Because I was in the eighth grade when that boy told me that, and um. Another model that I like to live by is um, the best revenge is success. And I made sure that, you know, Gina was looking and doing the most for herself so Mm. that years later when he saw me at a club somewhere, he was like, hey, I was like, oh, I'm sorry. What's your name again? We ain't got time for that. You have to understand, like, when it comes from the opposite sex, It feels different because you don't even know what it feels like to be a woman. So when it comes from a woman, yes, it can be. It can be just as triggering, but it may be perceived differently because it actually may have. It may have a different reasoning as to why the woman is saying. Okay, but the only thing that. The only thing that makes it hurt is if you believe it to be true. Because okay, because if you don't believe it to be true, then it doesn't. It's not real. For example, mm-hmm. if I tell you that there's a boogeyman around the corner, mm-hmm. if you believe it, then it's real, it's true, and you're scared. Mm-hmm. But if you don't believe it, you're unaffected by it, right? Because there's, it's not true to you. So if you apply the same concept to any comment that's said to you, mm-hmm. it only hurts if you actually believe it to be true. If there's if if there's if there's if it's if it's somewhat real to you, if you make it real, mm-hmm. then it's it will affect you. Yeah, I think that that sounds really like my mom on my poetic shit again. That sounds beautiful, Evo. But what I'm going to tell you is this: for you to actually think that in that instance, let's say we're talking about a work dynamic, right? Where you're at work and you got to deal with these people every day. Yeah. Do you think that? Yes, let's say that the statement that this person says to you in that moment doesn't affect you. But then you have to deal with this person day in and day out. So it still indirectly affects you. Well, I think that the fact that there's a negative relationship between you and another person, I think that should be more of that that would be more of an effect mm-hmm. than the actual words, right? I, I to me that that there would be an issue there. Yeah. Right? We obviously there we there's there's this so we don't like each other for some reason, right? So there's there's that but the words mm-hmm. like those are the things that i'm just not gonna like give any value to yeah i mean like listen what what's that saying sticks and stones yeah, will break like, my bones but and, words will never hurt me and i get you, that mind you right this is this is i'm saying this because i'm saying this from a from a point of view of a 180 i'm saying this because they used to affect me mm-hmm. i'm saying this because i was i did let those things get underneath my skin and I'm saying this because I've, I, I've, you know, I was able to like look back and realize one day that I'm like, I'm kind of doing this to myself, you know, and I actually have the power to say what 
will and what won't affect me to some degree, you know, right. and I and I try to exercise that as as much and as best as I can. You know, evil, you just built a friend. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I led with that. I did. But I know that's why I'm I'm I'm, you know, I'm yeah. following up with it. But what I, I think in the end, I think we're looking at this as a couple dynamic. So could you imagine, you know, a woman getting dressed to go out with her significant other when she walks downstairs her husband says i don't like that lipstick you look better without it right so now listen and she may and she may have and wait and and hold on and she may have went and spent all day looked through 10 lipsticks and tried that one on and felt like it looked great on her and she gets in front of her partner and her partner tells her that she looks better without it could you understand how that could make someone feel? Absolutely, 110%, right? And one has to go through that experience. Yeah. I'm not saying that that's something that, you know, initially at the first time you experience, you're able to brush off. But I know that you've been in situations like that where you've had a partner make negative comments about mm-hmm. <clears throat> things that you're wearing. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and in reality, there was no truth to that shit because all that shit looks great on you, Right. So, Hell yeah. so so I think that now, right? Young money. Now, <laughs> being that you've experienced that, if you were to ever be in that situation, right? Let's just say I said to you, like, that fucking red lipstick looks horrible on you. Mm-hmm. You know fucking damn well that shit looks good on you. Yeah, I would right? tell you to kick rocks. You tell you like, you, yeah, you're something wrong with you, motherfucker. Like you would you would know that there's no truth to that. I will say this, and I'm gonna steal your thing. I'm cut from a different cloth. <laughs> <laughs> because even back then when my partner was telling me that yeah. i was like that's nice yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i made sure i bought that color and a couple other colors mm-hmm. that look like that color yeah. just to piss him off yeah. because i'd be goddamn and i'm gonna tell you where that comes from i grew up watching my father tell my mother and would he would say things like women that wear too much makeup look like prostitutes and mm. i'd be like guess i'm putting this black eyeshadow and i'm gonna look like a fucking prostitute time, then time to go street walk yeah because th- th- that was this dumb ignorant shit that men would say back then but meanwhile they'd be fucking chasing after those women in the club hey, shut the fuck up um so i have one last thing and then we're gonna go to our cards and we don't need to go back and forth on this one all right um men do yourself a favor do not tell women that they should smile more or that they should smile. It's not their fucking job to walk into a room and bring joy to it with their smile for you. All right, let's move on to the cards. Okay. Button that one up. So remember, I'm going to go over them really quick. So um, the yellow, the gray cards are for your past. The yellow cards are random. The green cards are life. The blue, the light blue are relationship. Red is intimacy and purple is about you. So pick one. Going green. Okay. Let's see what we got. Life. Life. How do you like to be confronted when you feel down? Hmm. Hmm. I just like to snuggle. Yeah, I would say that's accurate. <laughs> like, I really just want you to come over and be like, you want to snuggle? Yeah, something about like uh like body to body body to body like i think that in that moment you know physical touch could be your like best love language in that moment oh man i think about one particular past 
experience with you when we had COVID and I felt the day I felt the worst I was like so sad I was crying that day and I remember I asked you to get in bed with me because you still had COVID Mm -hmm. and Evo got in bed with me and he laid with me and I held his hand and I fell asleep and he held my hand the whole time and his knee was up and he just kept it and I woke up and I looked at him I was like supping all the time I mean, we were in lockdown. What else were yeah. I going to do? <laughs> I know, but like I was feeling really down because yeah, no. like, I just felt so fucking horrible. But yeah, I just like to cuddle. And an offering of any sort of chocolate item is always a good way to go about things. Good um, answer. I'm just going to pick one. Okay, I'm going to take it. I'm struggling over there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so this is a green one. Oh, but... Green is life, right? Oh, but this is... Oh, no, this is gray. This is like a gray. So this is past. Who in your life or past do you owe an apology and what for? Oh, Um, Who in my past do I owe an apology for? No. Who in your who in your life or past? Who in your life or past do you owe an apology and what for? So it could be currently or in your past. And what do you... You owe them an apology and what for? Who in my past or life? That's deep. I, yeah, that is kind of deep. Because I can't say that I've been carrying around. Um, I mean, there's a couple girls I'd like to apologize to. All right, so pick out one. And I'm not going to say nobody's name. Um. Okay, but... So don't say the person's name, but what what do you what do you what are you sorry for? Just because you know there was a point in my life where I was you know just a self-absorbed, insensitive fuckhead, you know, and I did a lot of fucked up things that um, were very inconsiderate and were just all about the way that I felt and how I wanted to be treated, and you know. So you were walking around telling girls that they should smile more. Man, that was that would be like saying it lightly. I I just um, you know I'm listen. I would like to apologize to them because at the same time, those experiences made me so through my self reflection made me realize that that's not the way to be, and those those experiences were um, why I stand 180 degrees from that person today. You know, so I mean, they for me in my life, those had to happen for me to be where I'm at today. I have I have to like. I can point at that person and say, that's the guy I never want to be again. Um, unfortunately, it was at the expense of, you know, the people that I was engaging with at that time, their feelings. And, and you know, and, and so uh, to all of you, uh, I, I say sorry. Damn, all of you. All of, yeah, I say all of you because it, it was, you know, it was over a span of like a couple of years. Eva out here committing emotional crimes. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm just fucking around. All right. So uh, that brings us to the end of the episode. Yeah. It's always great talking to you. Thank you for being here, even though I know you are tired. Yeah. I had to slam a rebel. <laughs> um, so, ladies and gentlemen, until next week on Spark Talk Fridays, we where we are creating conversations about life. Peace out. Peace out. <laughs>